Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes at the Hanover Theater. I know that it's finally fall and we are gearing up for a very, very exciting production at the Hanover Theater. We are gearing up for Macbeth at the Brick Box. And today we are talking to Cristiano Lorenzo Jr. to, you know, get the perspective of a cast member and as a treasured friend of the Hanover Theater and Conservatory because you have been involved in so many things. Yes, yes. First of all, thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited to have this conversation. And yes, I've been part of the Hanover Theater for the past six years in different areas. As a student of the conservatory, as a, um, a goer to the theater, you know, I love to see the shows. And now as an actor of the THG Rep, which is really exciting for me. Yeah. And we were talking kind of on the way in that, um, you know, I was familiar with you because I manage our social media. So I see you tagging (laughs) us when you're, you know, um, attending different Broadway shows because I think you're a subscriber, right? I am a subscriber. I think like since the first time that I saw that you guys do this whole package with the Broadway shows, I'm like, oh, that's the thing for me. Yeah. And also being a student, you have like big discounts. So I was like, "Hmm, perfect, perfect. Yeah, absolutely. I had remembered you from Julius Caesar from last year, that whole production. Um, So I was really excited to, um, you know, set up this interview with you and get that, get your perspective on THT as a whole. Oh my God. Yeah. So um, it's interesting to see the whole, how the Hanover Kid is going with the whole thing. Because I started here in 2017. In the mm-hmm. first year of the conservatory, I remember coming here to see Cinderella in 2016, the same year that I came from Brazil. So I was like, oh, my God, this theater is so beautiful. I wish they could have classes or something. And then there's a a pamphlet like, oh, uh, dance, sing, act. I was like, oh, that's for me. Yes, please. <laughs> right? Yes, please. And um, I came to the open house, see the whole conservatory. And since then, I started classes like doing ballet, tap acting and I'm still a student of voice lessons mm-hmm. so I it's really interesting to see the conservatory going and then now last year I was invited to be part of work at play you know to audition for it and then I met Liv and everyone and then they invited me to be in Julius Caesar so it was so amazing to see this whole you know this is a full circle kind of thing right you go to the classes yeah. you learn stuff and now I'm in a of professional production here so it's really cool yeah and from from the classes that you've mentioned it seems like you you know maybe started with dance um is that true um so i started my career when i was 17 back in brazil like working professionally so i did some musicals over there some plays and then i feel like i moved with my family to the u.s and i wanted to keep going with this you know i never had actually time to study on it because I just auditioned when I was 17. I just been to high school productions and then I got a professional thing. But you know that the, um, the schedule is really a lot, the rehearsals, the shows. So you don't really have time to stop and like, okay, now I'm going to study. Now I'm going to get better at this. So when I came here, I was like, since I don't have to be working, working on this field, I'm just going to keep studying. Yeah. So I just started doing the dance class, like ballet. For me, I had like just a a little experience with that. Mm -hmm. Tap, also the same. So it was really awesome, you know, like to start 
doing something in a different direction. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes total sense. And uh, and yeah, so I started doing dance here, acting acting classes with the Ed Wisbicki. Shout out to him, <laughs> one of my favorite teachers ever. He teach me so much stuff on acting that a lot of times on stage I do it like naturally, but then he teach me how to do it in more secure way. Because mm -hmm. sometimes I don't know, like for example, some some emotion or some something that you want to show off on stage, if you don't have a, a, a map to go there, it's difficult, you know? Every time that you do it, it's just like, oh my God, am I going to be, am I going to be able to do this today? Mm -hmm. I'm not with my head in the right place. Am I going to be able? And there's a map, you know? There's a whole way of reaching that feeling or whatever you want to show on stage. And I didn't knew how to, control that, you know, so he teach me so much and also live, you know, work at play. Um, I never worked with Shakespeare before. Mm -hmm. And if you're from not from the theater, you think that this is so difficult, you know, like you're like, oh, my God, this is going to be so difficult, the language and the and how everything is made. But Liv was like, hey, guys, actually, it's not that it's not that difficult. You know, I mean, it is difficult, requires a lot of study for sure, but it's not impossible. <laughs> I guess that's what I wanted to say. You can do it, you know? And I was so, you know, not believing in myself because, you know, English is my second language. So I have to be thinking a lot all the time, translating things in my head. I was like, okay, if English normally is difficult for me, imagine, you know, the old English, the one that is used on oh Shakespeare. Oh my God, yeah. Am I going to be able to do it? And I am, <laughs> which is great, you know? Yeah, and I, I think that... You know, I, I'm really, um, I'm really excited about the work at play program as a whole, but when you kind of dive into the stories of everyone that's involved, like it really is an incredible team. Um, and so I'm super excited to see what you bring to Macbeth because I mean, you're right. Like Shakespeare as a whole, like I, like, <laughs> <laughs> I know, <laughs> I yeah, yeah, say, yeah. <laughs> like I still need like the little books that like are the no fear Shakespeare, like where it has the translation on the other side of like yes. what they're really saying. Literally no fear Shakespeare, <laughs> right? Like yeah. there's like a website that you look and you can see the literal translation of it, like mm -hmm. what's going on. Yep. Sometimes you think that is like a thing, like something. And then when you see the translation, what really means like another whole thing and you've been acting <laughs> all wrong. Yeah. So it is, yeah, it is really difficult, but also really interesting. It's like a game, to be honest, you know, yeah. like a game because Shakespeare's so a genius he was a genius you know he left everything on his work mm -hmm. and you just have to keep finding clues on the way that he writes it you know yeah and it's it's such a different experience between reading it in no fear shakespeare and like seeing it performed live because yes. it the it just it's a totally different experience um especially with like julius caesar where you're like reading through it and you're like okay yeah i get the gist sure, like all yeah. this is happening <laughs> but when you're actually seeing the action and that raw motion and all of that you know coming into play it's just incredible and oh my god like working with the, such an amazing cast as julius caesar cast and macbeth so oh i can say macbeth because i'm the witch so i feel like <laughs> i have this you know i have this forgiveness here yeah um yeah everyone in the cast is so amazing and it was so good to see people from julius caesar at macbeth you know mm -hmm. like mary dale 
um, my friend Django. It was so cool to see like those familiar faces again and see what they bring at the table this time. Yeah. So let's dive a little bit into your role mm -hmm. in Macbeth. And I just want to touch on, we're being a little dodgy on the, <laughs> on the name yeah. because it is bad luck in theater, but I make the excuse in my brain that we're not technically in the theater. We're next to oh, the theater. Yeah, that's a good point. So yes. I, I excuse it in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, that works. You know, I've been doing the same because like every time that I come to a friend, I'm like, Hey, I'm doing Macbeth. They're like, Oh, Scottish play. I'm like, yeah. yeah, sure, Scottish play, but and then I gave myself that excuse. I'm the witch, you yeah. know what I mean? I'm the the dark, you know, the dark forces part of the show. So <laughs> I'm mm -hmm. okay to say that. Yes. Yeah, you get a pass. Right, uh, yeah, I get a pass. So let's talk about about the role itself mm -hmm. and um, you know, what you've what you've kind of done with it, what you've been doing with it as you kind of get ready for opening. Oh yeah. So the, it's interesting, my character now, because I'm the first witch, but I'm also Hecate. In, in some productions of Macbeth, there are the three witches plus the Hecate, which is like the, a goddess. So she's the one who gives them their powers, and she has this whole monologue. So in this production, I am a mix of first witch and Hecate, which is great because I have to be like having fun being the first witch, but I also have the monologue of the Hecate, you know? Mm -hmm. So my character is like the leader of the three witches. Um, I'm the first witch. Second witch is Anna. Again, it's like, shout out to her. And Karen Richards, which is the third witch. Mm -hmm. We are really bonding this time because this character is so fun. And also, like, a lot of people say, uh, discussed during the time, which is like, are the witches, do they know what's going to happen? Mm -hmm. Or they just know half of it and they're playing with it. Yeah. And, you know, we figured this out for ourselves, you know, mm -hmm. should I say this here? Should I say like our, sure. oh, oh, well, okay. We kind of feel like we know what, what may, may happen to them, mm -hmm. to Beth and everyone, but we are not sure yet. So that's why we are playing, you know, we have all these visions. We are playing with them to see what they're going to do with it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? A little bit so, like, like muses in like yeah, a Greek it's like our, let's see what he's going to do with this information. Maybe, you know, he do the right choices and something great come out of it. But if not, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we are all playing and watching this whole thing. And, and you I, kick the show off. Yes. Oh my God. I kicked the show off. And, um, just, um, parenthesis here. The, costumes are so cool mm -hmm. so amazing like please come to see our show because you guys are gonna be like what <laughs> yeah it has the post-apocalyptic vibe i've been trying to tell people and convey yes. like what that like what's going to be happening but it's so hard if you can't see it yet right i just have my first fitting on saturday and oh my god it's so beautiful a lot of people are using like beautiful boots and dark clothes and the hair, the makeup, everything's going to be amazing. I use some like cloths, cloths, that's how you say it? Oh, yeah. Like some big cloths for my character. And Karen's using those nails, long nails. Anna is using like some, like a, like a cat. How do I say that? Like, like a, a paw. Like, like a, a paw. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like a paw. So we are really feisty and, you know, we, we like to show this off. My character does this really 
Ok, a bossy bitch vibe. You know? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> But that was pretty much my character. You know, I like to, I love my sisters to death. I love them so much. But I also, I am their leader. So, mm -hmm. you know, pay attention to the things that I'm saying. You know what I mean? Be with me. I love you, but you know what I mean? Snap, snap, get in line. Yeah, exactly. Get in line. Let's work together <laughs> to do this happening, you know? Yeah, let's get together to play some mind games on some <laughs> royalty. Yeah, let's let's play with those rich people that we actually don't care, but we pretend that we do. Mm -hmm. But you know, we are we are more than that. We are like the connection between the human world and the mm -hmm. magical world. So. Just a little light, some light meddling. Yeah, you know, a bit, it's fine. Yeah. Play a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Macbeth is coming to the Brickbox Theater, um, and. It is the Brickbox Theater. It won't be on our main stage. It's a little down the street at the Jean yeah. McDonough Art Center. So if you're heading here, um, you've gotten your tickets and you're kind of looking around and you run into Tootsie, you're in the wrong place. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wrong <laughs> so, place. Wrong Please place. Brickbox. But we should have some signage out, so you should be all set and ready to go. Um, but uh, Macbeth will be at the Brickbox uh, September 29th through October 15th. Um, the show officially opens on October 2nd. The, um, the performances before October 2nd will be previews, so a little bit different. Um, but this is a really excellent opportunity to see an incredible piece of theater made by Worcester for Worcester. Yes. Um, and one of the things that I think is really great about the THT Rep Productions is the tiered ticket pricing. So tickets range from $8 to $110, depending on what you're able to pay. Um, so, I, yeah, I feel like that's amazing to bring people from different backgrounds. You know, sometimes you're not able to pay $110 or $50, but there's the $8, the $35 ticket. And that's been awesome because I've been calling some friends who will probably are not able to pay that much mm -hmm. and they are really happy you know that there's so many options so can they can see the show and yeah. i love that so much yeah it makes theater more accessible and accessible. who doesn't love that right? <laughs> right and like if you think about it you know like theater that's the idea of theater you know putting people together from different backgrounds should not be only something that people with money have access mm -hmm. should be something that everyone have access to theater to art you know to be enchanted with this world that that is so amazing you know yeah i feel the same way about the conservatory too because we have like our financial aid and our scholarships now yeah. um and you know i i think that it provides access to a lot of people that wouldn't you know otherwise um so i i think that is is incredible and um thank you to all the people that make this possible that make thank what you. we do possible because um it really is it's life-changing when you when it all comes down to it I totally agree with you. It's life changing for so many people. And, you know, the, the teachers here are amazing. You know, like shout out to Mark, Mamert, Charlotte, Anna, which is also Brazilian. So the first time that mm -hmm. we were in class and she was like, Are you Brazilian? I'm like, Yes. Are you Brazilian? Yes. And then we, <laughs> we bonded so well. So, yeah, shout out to those people, everyone. Yeah. And a member of the Macbeth cast also teaches classes. Meredith. Yes. Like an amazing teacher and an amazing actress like oh my god cassia and now lady macbeth in the show mm -hmm. she's like her acting like Woo. 
out of this world. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we are all super excited. I'm super excited for Macbeth to finally, finally open. Yes. Come see our show. You know, it's an amazing production with people from Worcester, you know, like live a lot of people from the production. The cast is from Worcester, from Massachusetts as well. And, you know, it's amazing. You do not want to miss this opportunity because... And how can people find you? So um, I have my Instagram. Normally it's the place that I put a lot of my stuff, my work, my art. Um, at Cristiano J-R. So C-R-I-S-T-T-I-A-N-O-J-R. Cristiano Jr. And yeah, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Cristiano Lorenzo as well. You can find me in those places. All right, we'll be sure to connect with you soon. And we'll be right back after this quick break. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes at the Hanover Theater. Today, we are talking to Kathy Helenda from the national tour of Tootsie, which is coming to the Hanover Theater September 29th through October 2nd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. I am so, so, so excited to speak with you today because I was doing my research as I always do, and I was looking through your resume and OMG, <laughs> you have been in 18 national tours. You've been in over 200 productions in, in uh, regional theater. You've done some voiceover work. Um, you've done the national anthem at Madison Square Garden in Fenway Park. I mean, it's incredible. You were don't forget Singmaster of the Big Apple Circus. Yes. Nah. <laughs> I ran away and joined the circus. Yes. Incredible. So I think that we are so excited to have a shining star on our stage um, in just a little bit. We're so close um, to Ooh. opening night. Yes, we are coming, coming up around the corner. It is just around the corner. Um, so let's start off with um, Tootsie, the actual show itself. Um, I know that there are some people that are familiar with the movie, but there are some key differences. And I was wondering if you could help us, you know, break that down a little bit. I mean, it's based on the Dustin Hoffman movie from the 80s, which was very enjoyable, but it's not relevant for today. So what we did is they took this, that, that plot the storyline and the plot and the characters and gave them a whole new script to to bring it more into today. It was it makes it more relevant for today? Um, and it's really an incredible cast. The characters, like I, they added my my character Rita Marshall, who's a producer, and she was kind of is kind of the of the character on the the movie in the TV room. Uh, the female producer back then, but I get lines and I have a song and they really did spruce this up, make it a musical, add dance numbers, add some singing. And the scene, the Robert Horn, who wrote the script, did a, such a beautiful job and he won a Tony Award for it, um, making this story really heartfelt and yet very funny, compassionate. You understand these characters. You love these characters. Even Michael Dorsey, who you kind of love to hate <laughs> because he's a man who really had no clue how to get a, some really bad decisions to get one. Um, it's And it's set in a Shakespeare play as opposed to the soap opera of the movie, um, which makes it more relevant because, you know, soap, soap operas are kind of kids today don't even know what a soap opera is. Do you know what a soap opera is? I do. I do. <laughs> All right. Um, 
And I just think the humor is very sharp and edgy and witty. The songs are gorgeous. They're such beautifully, beautifully done. And my friend Dennis Jones, who is a Broadway choreographer, does a stunning job with the choreography. These kids are really incredible. My favorite character in this show is our ensemble. I mean, and this show, one, it was nominated 11 times for a Tony, so it's definitely worth coming to see. <laughs> so let's go back to Rita. So what drew you to the role of Rita Marshall? Well, they kind of called me for this one because Dennis, the choreographer, remembered that I was still in the business. <laughs> and they were, when they decided to go out of this one, they couldn't have a hard time replacing Julie, uh, Julie role, the Rita role from Broadway. So... They kind of called me and I, I sent that tape in. Rita uh, respects the broad that, that is Dorothy. I think Dorothy's kind of a broad too. Um, and I'm a broad and I think Rita's a broad. So um, it's all about broads for me. And um, so, yes, so Rita really has a, a huge respect for, for Dorothy Michaels because she's an older woman who's made her, you know, made her way in the world, as has Rita. They have a same sense of uh, power, a same sense of confidence. So I think Rita really does relate well to Dorothy Michaels. Um, and she respects her talent and she respects her guts. So I think Rita, um, and Rita is a very strong woman who probably was very vulnerable as a child. <laughs> She's been kicked around the block though. <laughs> yeah. I like Rita. She's a tough one. I, I like her too. And um I know she I know that um the song I like what she's doing. I uh -huh. think that, that I think that that really kind of um encapsulates a lot of that like Tootsie heart and spirit of like everyone yeah. kind of like, oh my God, like this is intriguing and new and fun. Mm -hmm. It really is something very different. And it's uh, good for the whole family. I mean, it's really, there. there's a, you know, a little bit of, I wouldn't bring a small child, but I think a lot of the young teenagers love it. Um, it's just a lot to enjoy. It's like, it's just a little ice cream cone about love and and um, getting what you want and how and life and how stupid we can be and how foolish we can, you know, our decisions can be, can really trap us into this world where we can't get out. Um, Michael's, Michael's ridiculousness traps him in this world where, He's struggling to how do I how do I have a relationship in this world, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but it was his fault. So <laughs> he gets yeah. himself out of it somehow. I, I like that you called the show an ice cream cone. Um, uh -huh. I think that is that is so true because you know, theater has always been kind of a form of escapism. And um, yeah. you know, after the tough time that I think we've all had, <laughs> I think that I Tootsie is a really great way to yeah. um, you know, have fun and let loose. And nobody wants to come and think right now. They're just too tired, you know. Right. They want to come and just they just want to come and let this less joy wash over them. And that's what this uh, show does. You're going to sit in the audience and enjoy the people around you, loving the show. It's just really it's a great little clever show. If you had to pick one song that captures Tootsie's spirit, what would mm -hmm. you pick? It's a song I'm not in, which for an actor is very hard. <laughs> My favorite song is Unstoppable, mm -hmm. uh, which is sung with Dorothy and the ensemble about why she's going to be the star. It's just a great song. Um, I, I mean, I love, I like what she's doing. I think that's a really fun one that, that gives all the characters a chance to have their moment. But um, Unstoppable to me is just a really powerful moving force in this show. And it's also the end of Act One, which is great. 
Yeah. The one that I find that gets really stuck in my head is I know what's going to happen. Uh, yep. <laughs> I can hear yep. it like running through my head, like while I'm working throughout the day. It runs through ours in our sleep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she pounds that one song to death, doesn't she? She's yeah. so good. <laughs> it's, it really, that one just hot, like just follows me all day. Um, uh, let's talk a little bit more about your history so I, I thought that it was really interesting that you had um, voiceover work. So you've done some audio books. You've worked on some anime stuff, um, mm -hmm. which I was surprised to see. Why did that surprise you? I just feel like with other bios and other resumes that I've seen for other actors that we've had on the show before, I haven't seen that yet. It's been a while since I did the anime voiceovers, but I mean, I enjoyed voiceovers and the audio books uh, that that's been a few years too, but I really enjoyed that because you can do all kinds of different voices and dialects and characters, and you can be in your pajamas and nobody cares what you look like. <laughs> very true. Very yeah. true. Now you've been in so many productions, including Oliver, 42nd Street, Grease, Tootsie, obviously, and more. What would you say... Um, has really kind of stuck with you in your career? What is really, you know, like something that you look back on like very fondly? What is one of your favorites? I have so many. I've been very lucky to have played some really incredible roles. I think my favorite role that I really love doing, and she's just like putting on bedroom slippers, is Miss Mona in The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Oh. I was born to be in a um, and I really love her. I think she's a beautiful character. The hardest role I've ever done, the most fulfilling, the most challenging and the most fulfilling is Mama Rose and Gypsy. And when I toured with that, that was a really hard nine months. Because um, I was 50 and it was, you know, you, it was one nighter tour. It was a bus and truck. And it was like, oh my God, I'm carrying this show on my back. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't have any fun. Because I had to, you know, get up and next one do the show. Um, that was, it's a really fulfilling and challenging role. But I love Sonoma. She's my favorite. That sounds really great. And I know that you've also mm -hmm. done some one-woman shows as well. Yeah. And nothing I love more than uh, feeling an audience and connecting with an audience up close. So all of my one-woman shows are, are just very small, intimate things. Okay. Well, as we kind of round out our our interview for the day, what do you hope the audiences take away from the show when they come and see Tootsie September 29th through October 2nd? Um, that love is still a universal need for everyone and that anyone can change and love can change uh, people. So I think love is really important and love is universal still. So um, come out and feel some love. <laughs> All right. And do you have any um, parting words from yourself or from Rita? Come see Tootsie and travel abroad. That is Rita Marshall. Um, I think you'll love it. It really is. A, it's a great, great show with some great music. If you like high kicking and really incredible dancing and singing, powerful voices and just funny, funny, funny heart, you will love this show. So come out and see us. All right, you heard it here. Get your tickets now at thehanovertheater.org, theater spelled with an R-E, and we cannot wait to see you at the theater. And we'll be back next week with more behind the scenes.